The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello everyone, and welcome once again to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hey, we're all three here. Good deal. Yeah, yeah. Today, we are talking, once again, about angels, and this is an inexhaustible topic, as you oh, probably well know, yeah. and we'll be covering the gamut today. These are the, uh, the good angels. We'll cover a little bit on the fallen angels. We'll talk a bit more about angels that are assigned to us, and I think in segment four, Terry, we might go there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think uh, we, people like to know they have angels that have been assigned to them specifically and personally, and any other place we want to go. So... Let's just kind of kick it off here. What about angels? What about angels? You know, when I think of angels, I get excited because what it tells me is God really wants us to succeed. Yeah. And to help us succeed, because we've made a few wrong decisions along the way, he makes his angels available to us. And the angels are to serve the Son of God, the Christ in us, not the human consciousness, so to speak, Uh but those, you know, that part of us that really is God. And so we have access to the angelic kingdom. And there are so many different kinds of angels. You can find an angel if you're getting surgery. There are angels of surgery. Mm-hmm. If you're a policeman and you need to have Archangel Michael to protect you or in the military, whatever it is you're doing, there are angels that can help you with it. Now, and you can hear us as we even launch into this that we already assume angels are real. There are some people who still don't really recognize the fact that angels are more than just this ephemeral kind of creature. These are real, solid angelic beings. Well, you know, every world religion basically has references to angels. Mm -hmm. So, New Testament, Old Testament, um, they're there. And, of course, we love to hear the stories of how the angels rescue people and help them and so forth. And yet, we have to understand that one of the key parts of angelic service is us asking them to be here and to help us. Because of the law of octaves, because of free will, if we don't ask them, then in most cases, they're not allowed to intervene. Well, you know, what I think is interesting is that there are, it's a separate kingdom. You have the kingdom of angels mm-hmm. and archangels, and then you have uh, the kingdom of mankind, and you have the uh, kingdom of the, the elemental kingdom. Yeah. Um, and so it's a separate kingdom. But what's interesting is mm-hmm. that angels can take embodiment. And uh, in other words, you could be an angel, uh, and I could be of the kingdom of man. Now, but we wouldn't necessarily know that. Uh-huh. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Bible says, be, you know, be aware of the entertainer, you may entertain angels unawares. Right. And what has happened is the angels have so much love, they have gone to their angelic uh, hierarchs or supervisors and said, we want to help the people on planet Earth. We want to physically embody mm-hmm. so that we can do things there. And unfortunately, what happens is they lose their memory of who they are. Indeed. And so they end up, yeah. they may accomplish great things, but they lose the thread of contact that they're here on a mission. And of course, they can make karma too. 
And once they start making karma, they have to re-embody. Yeah. But, you know, I was watching a show a few years ago. It was about their training on uh, Air Force pilots for the United States. And uh, they had these men in there at training. I mean, they looked like angels. <laughs> and you could visualize yeah, yeah, that yeah. embodied angels would yeah. come and to defend freedom and defend America, you know. Uh, and, the, and the light bearers on this planet. This is their mission. You see them in the police forces of the world, in the military, yeah. and in many places. They're here, and of course, we have to pray for them because, again, I mentioned some of them have forgotten who they really are. You know, I remember talking to my children when they were very young about angels and about the angels being there with them and for them and surrounding them and just, you know, being there to comfort, etc. I remember my, one of my daughters said, well, do angels ever get tired? <laughs> and I thought about that for a minute. I thought, well, you know, there's probably... On some level, a degree of rejuvenation that they require in order to kind of recharge the batteries. Well, you know, we're told that Archangel Michael's band, the angels that work with him, one hour out of 24, they return to the retreat. Archangel Michael has a retreat in the etheric over at Banff, Alberta, in Canada. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one hour of the 24, they return there for rejuvenation and recharging, so Uh to speak. So it's an interesting concept. So they work 23 and, and rest <laughs> one, which is uh, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty wonderful in terms of their service. But it's, it's interesting to even understand how the angelic kingdom works. Oh, well, I think it's pretty amazing to even think that they would need that kind of rest. I mean, <laughs> well, it shows you how intense the battle is. It must be. And I think that we had talked once before in a show about the angels when they, um, when they fell, when Lucifer fell, and there was battle in heaven. Could angels be injured? Could they in some way be harmed I'm almost in a physical sense, and I don't remember what you answered, but I think you said well, that they do go to a place they to They go in heal. battle with armor, you know, and swords, literally. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe spiritual swords, not physical. Right. But they have to, it, it is a battle. It's not just, you know, leave and the fallen ones go quietly. There was a battle in heaven. It's and Archangel Michael context. prevailed with the angels and kicked the fallen angels out. And then they must go and be recharged and healed and so forth. Mm-hmm. But they're, on, they're ongoing. But I want to make one point here that is so key for angels. We've heard about angels camped on the hillside. Why are they camped on the hillside? Because no one will give them something to do. They cannot act. And so if we do nothing else every day of our lives, in the name of God, we send forth his holy angels, protect the precious children on this planet from any kinds of abuse or Mm -hmm. violence or anything. But whatever it is, there's no lack of things to make prayers for on this planet but assign the angels to go forth. And you have angels that are assigned to you, you can send forth. And then there are literally troops and legions of angels that are waiting to be assigned. Yeah. And so no, there's nothing that's too small to make a call on or whatever. Um, but if we don't do it, then they can't intercede. And that is their pain. They love to work and serve. What is their anguish is when no one gives them something to do. Well, and we know they were created to serve. And there are areas in our lives where we could enlist the aid of angels you know if we feel overworked for example we can enlist the angels to help us with our workload yeah if we're feeling burdened by just day-to-day stress we can actually ask the angels to take some of that stress from us you know archangel you know, michael said he's call to help yeah. if you're in a time pressure help him to compress time and space to get something done yeah. i mean we can't limit god and what the angels to do you know they're not genie in a bottle where we <laughs> order them around to do what we need but if what you call for is in accordance with god's holy will it is their joy to serve us and serve the God in us and the God in others. And so as long as what you ask is according to God's will, and if you're not sure, just have it adjusted according to God's will. Indeed, you know, and, and we know that angels are assigned to us, and in particular we're aware of what often is called our guardian angel. Um, in most cases, I believe these are seraphim, and we can call in the name of the Christ, in the name of the I am that I am, that our guardian seraph 
um, in, armor us in light every morning as Absolutely. we start our day. Absolutely. Yeah. There are forces of darkness on this planet. We don't need anybody <laughs> to tell us that. And so this is why, of course, we've talked about invoking our tube of light, which is a, a shield of light that we invoked around our physical form each day. We invoke the presence of Archangel Michael. You know, we don't get up, go out the door without brushing our teeth. Well, I'll tell you, I don't go out the door without my prayers to Archangel Michael. Protection myself, my family, and the Indeed. precious people on this planet Indeed. that need protection because they don't know to call. Yeah. You know, what I think is interesting is that uh, little children see the angels, you know. And, and before we went on the air, I was telling you about the time that somebody was riding down the road, the oh, highway, sure. and the little girl in the back seat looks out the window and then says to her dad, who's driving, uh, Daddy, there's an angel outside the window. And, uh, well, <laughs> come to find out, the, the wheel was gone, and they found it like a mile or two back. Yeah. And so here's this angel holding the car up for him. <laughs> but the little child sees him. And the children will see, will see the angels until the parents say, oh, not you're, really. Yeah, you're just, it's fantasy. Yeah. yeah. And then they lose their, their ability to, well, to I see know, them. Well, um, I know my sister said that one of her children, when they were very, very young, they were flying in an airplane. She said, oh, look, Mommy, there's angels. Really? Looking out the window. Oh, isn't that so? Well, that is great. You know, we have mentioned already in this show probably three or four times, <laughs> it is our pension to do so, I think, to um, focus a bit on the fallen angels because we deal with them every day. These are forces of darkness that are very much alive, very much uh, working to uh, vampirize our light, if you will. But one of the questions I've always had, and I, I, don't, I don't mean this to be facetious, but you read in the Bible that they were cast down to earth. I wonder why they weren't cast the moon or Mars or Saturn or someplace else. Why You're feeling have... a little sense of injustice? You yeah. know, why did they get sent here? Yeah. You yeah. know, there's an answer to that, and I don't, I don't know that I understand the complete answer, but because there was a karmic vulnerability in the earth. Yeah. In other words, there was just enough rebellion in the earth that the force field or sheath of protection around this planet was not great enough to keep out the fallen angels, oh. and so they had entry. Because they, the light had been compromised by those of us on earth at the time, they were able to gain physical embodiment or even in the, in the, the you know, sort of the astral plane around the earth. Right. So there, it, it wasn't like God was, you know, sticking the earth with this bum deal. It was because there was a vulnerability. And had the light been upheld upon this planet, they could not have gotten into it. I see. Well, and that's a very steep price we've been paying for a very long time. It's more than we can comprehend. Yeah. But this is the time when the knowledge of the ascended masters of the angelic kingdoms, when the power of light when this and come to hold. I mean, you read with Jesus, you know, I come for the judgment to separate the tares from the wheat. You know, he knew there were fallen angels upon this planet. You read his words, you know, and mm-hmm. it's very clear. There's ones that are not of the light, you know, and he was here for the judgment. And so by the light that we carry, God can use that for the judgment of these fallen ones. That, you know, they're karma dodgers. They've been avoiding their karma for millions of years. Well, it's come and do. Yes. And How do they do that? How do they karma dodge? Well, you know, they had great attainment. Lucifer was a great... Yeah. A very high archangel. Yeah. You know, he had tremendous light. And so he was an adept. He knew how to deal with energy, you know, and so he could avoid it for a very long time. Yeah. I see. But okay. he didn't avoid it forever. No. No. <laughs> no. No. And his, he, he, Lucifer has been judged, has been Satan. But they're the ones that, they're, they're clones, so to speak, and those that take on the vibration of them that obviously are still on, the, on this planet. Why would these horrendous things be happening on this planet? I mean, I just, you read about it happening in North Korea and the, and the torture of the people there. Well, how can this go on? Well, the light bearers aren't going to do those things. It's the fallen angels. That's you know, right. there was a, a great deal written in the book of Enoch about fallen angels. We're going to actually be listening to a, a segment that was recorded some time back. In fact, it'll be segment three. So if you're um, tuning in and you're going to stay with us, which we hope you will do, 
This is not the next segment we're talking about, but the one after that is going to be a portion of a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet that speaks of the fallen angels very specifically, taken in large part from the book, the um, book of Enoch, and also Dweller on Two Planets. So please stay tuned for that. In the meantime, I do want to say one other thing. Um, two weeks ago, and thank you for correcting me at that time, Terry, I made a comment about the first three root races having not had free will by their own choice. And uh, Terry, again, you were very gracious. The correction is, of course, they had free will. Um, they simply understood the complications and the implications of using it incorrectly, and they, ch- they chose not to. Well, actually, right. what they used right. to do, Tom, is my understanding, is they would even have plays mm. that would demonstrate what evil was like. Yes. So that they would understand the repercussions of that. And, you know, one of the lies that the fallen names have used on people is you have to have to experience evil to understand it. Right. And that is a lie. Uh, the serpent you know, mind. You, you know, how will you know of something, you know, really like God if you, unless you try these other things? I mean, that's, that's, you know, that's, you know, surely you shall not die, you <laughs> yeah. know. So, so we have to be very much on guard on that. Evil is not a normal state of existence. It's unreal, but it has a certain manifestation in the planes of matter that must be dealt with. So Shakespeare then was was uh, doing basically what had been done back during the time of the three root races. Who was Francis Bacon? Who was Saint Germain? So yeah. there we go. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know. So it's an understanding of that, and that you know, some people say, well, if you don't have evil, you can't see the light. That's a lie. Yes, you can see the light without evil. Right. So you know, they're very subtle. The plots of the fallen angels. Indeed, and I think that you know, in terms of the root race uh, question, we won't go into it much detail now, but. Starting at the fourth root race is where we had that descent into density, where the fallen ones basically kind of got in the in, in the mix. Yeah, and it's the fall of Adam and Eve is yeah, symbolically from right the mystery that. school. But, but you know, I want to say this, and I know we're coming out of a break here, is that we focus on the good angels. Yes, we. You do. have yeah. to understand the plots of the fallen angels because if you don't understand it, you can't deal with it. But the joy of calling forth the angels of God to be with us, to nurture us, to help us, to help other people. I mean, that's a great privilege and joy to do it. And know that, you know, you have purpose and meaning in your life because you invoke the angels each day to go forth to protect God's children. I mean, that's a reason for living right there. Right there. And everyone can do it. You don't, no matter where you are, your state of life, your age, your health, it doesn't matter. You can invoke the angels and make an impact on this planet beginning today. Indeed, and these angels are our guides, our guardians, our friends, our mentors. And if you'd like to hear more about how to contact them, please stay tuned because after the break, we'll be listening to an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on how to contact angels. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep, personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, 
go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you for staying with us. We are back. We're talking about angels. This segment is going to be talking about the good angels, our guides, our guardians, and our friends. Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Why should we contact angels? Simply because they are our guides, guardians, and friends, and simply because God created angels to help us, to minister unto us, and to do many wonderful things for us. I was interested to read the story in the March 1992 issue of Life magazine, which told of how angels brought comfort to one family. Dr. Diane Comp, an oncologist and professor of pediatrics from Yale University, sat with a family at the bedside of their seven-year-old daughter. She was dying of leukemia. In her final moments, she suddenly sat up, summoned with strength and said, Mommy, can you see them? Do you hear their singing? I've never heard such beautiful singing. Whereupon the child laid down and breathed her last breath. Dr. Comp said that the only thing that she could describe as to what she felt was summed up in the word gift. The angels had given a gift to the parents, bringing comfort to them that there was something more, something more than they could see, and that their daughter was in good hands. And so they could truly understand the grieving and then the letting go of her passing. They could never forget that the angels were waiting to receive their daughter in heaven. But would they know that those same angels would be preparing her soul to return to earth sometime in a future embodiment? The word angel comes from the Latin angelus, meaning messenger, 
Angels are God's messengers sent to us. They are divine spirits. They are heralds of the Son of God, and they go before him to proclaim his day. So who are the angels? Who are you? Who am I? The author of Hebrews tells us a mystery which I would like to unveil this evening. No one is quite sure who wrote the book of Hebrews. I have even wondered if our Lord wrote it himself because it is so mystical and so profound and it tells us things about Jesus that no other scripture tells us. And so the book begins with these words. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers and the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. The author of Hebrews is explaining to us the hierarchy of heaven, of the angels, of the Son of God, and of the sons and daughters of God. We are beginning to understand what our lawful place is in relationship to God, his Son, and his angels. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my Son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. Now we know that the angels of God worship the living Christ, the Son of God. And of the angels God said, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flame of fire. So angels are spirits of God. They are ministers who minister unto us. They are ministering servants. But they are made of a flame of fire. So now we know that the nature of angels is something different from our own nature. They are made of the fire of God itself. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth and the heavens and the works of thine hands. They shall perish, but thou remainest, and they shall all wax old as doth a garment. And as a vesture shalt thou fold them up, and they shall be changed. But thou art the same, and thy years shall not fail. But to which of the angels said he at any time, Sit on my right hand, until I make thine enemies thy footstool? 
Are they not all ministering spirits? Send forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. We then are the heirs of the salvation of Jesus Christ. And we know that God has sent his emissaries, his ministering servants, his angels, to assist us in the very day-to-day process of our salvation. So now we know why we should get to know angels, why we should interact with them, because God has ordained them unto the glorification of his Son in our body and in our members. Remember, the angels were created first to serve the Son of God. Angels, being the manifestation of God, had tremendous power. God then creates his Son, the living Christ, and sons and daughters such as ourselves. And he says to the angels, You must worship the Son of God, even in these littlest ones, because that Son is myself, and I have placed that portion of myself in my offspring. So you must bend the knee before that Christ and before the God that I have placed in them, the divine spark. So Lucifer was one who said, We will not bend the knee before your children, before your man-child. We will not give deference to woman, to the divine mother or woman in embodiment. We will abuse woman. We will abuse your seed born through her on earth. We have power. We were created first. We are as God. We are God. And so that is what sparked the war and the casting out of these fallen ones into the earth and the whole story of light and darkness and good and evil. So God gave to these fallen angels a certain time. Was it millions of years? How long was it? A certain amount of time to repent, to repent of their evil, to confess the living Christ, and to support the Divine Mother in woman. A very few among them, a very few, have repented and turned to God. But the vast majority, in the 90 percentages, have stuck with Lucifer, who have continued to do evil and make karma, and they are coming to the end of the age of their opportunity to repent and to be saved. So they know that they have a short time to do their dirty work, to destroy souls, to take them from God. And they do this relentlessly. They're in the schoolhouses today of our nation. They are the purveyors of drugs. They are the ones who create horrendous films that no eyes of children or teenagers should be looking at. The violation of the sacred fire and all acts of sexual perversion and all types of sex pervade constantly, whether in porno movies or on TV in the home that now is being shown in hours when children are aware or in the movie houses. All to degrade, all to defame, all to cause the light of the children to be wasted. We could go on and on to speak about what besets our children including child abuse, child pornography. 
We are well burdened by this message and we know it well. What we have to realize is that it will not stop until we exercise the science of the spoken word and call to the seven archangels to deliver our children and to bind the fallen angels and the demons that they have created. The fallen angels created demons and all sorts of evil spirits to go after not only children but all people to take them from their reunion with God. They're going home in glory. Oh, what an amazing concept. It's not too extreme to say that we are in a battle, and the prize in that battle is our light. Please stay tuned for more. We'll be right back. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to the Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. You know, whether we choose to believe this or not, the rebel angels who defied God live among us today. And whether we know it or not, they are at war with us. And as we said earlier, the, the prize they seek is our light because they have none of their own. Here's more on that subject. 
Chapter 42 of the Book of Enoch records the departure of wisdom from the earth. Wisdom is the name of the mother. The Book of Enoch, it is considered, was written before the time of Jesus. It was once accepted by Jews and Christians alike and later fell into disfavor with theologians because of its controversial statements on the nature and deeds of fallen angels. As you know, I've compiled all the extant Enoch texts into one volume, along with my exegesis on the text in my book. This is the book, and the introduction to it speaks of the disputes in the early church and to the present time on whether or not angels could take embodiment, whether angels who had sinned could be cast down into embodiment, whether the Watchers or the Nephilim ever indeed took embodiment. To deny that they have done so is the position of the Catholic Church, and therefore to have any concern about evil incarnate or a warfare of the sons of light with the fallen ones in the physical octave is irrelevant. It is my contention that the prelates of the Church were aligned with these fallen ones, and it was in their best interest to connive a logic and a theology that could support the denial of angels incarnate. They are not correct, and they have by so doing taken from the children of the light the sense of the battle of the mother that we read about yesterday in Hinduism. So this is the simple statement of chapter 42. Wisdom found not a place on earth where she could inhabit. Her dwelling, therefore, is in heaven. Wisdom went forth to dwell among the sons of men, but she obtained not an habitation. Wisdom returned to her place and seated herself in the midst of the angels. But iniquity went forth after her return, who unwillingly found inhabitation and resided among them as rain in the desert and as a dew in a thirsty land. Iniquity is the counterfeit of the Divine Mother. And so iniquity took up the vacuum of the Mother's absence. The fallen angels would not allow the Divine Mother in the earth, nor would they allow her sons, and this is corroborated in the 12th chapter of the Book of Revelation. Whenever the Mother is in the earth, there is a warfare of the fallen angels against her, and against her seed. And therefore they went forth to make war against the woman and her seed. And that is happening to the present hour until the hour of their judgment is come, which is the present hour when they can no longer keep the mother flame from abiding in the hearts of her children or the mother from being on earth. We are seeing a dawn of a new age, and it is the age of the Divine Mother Omega, it is the age of the Mother Venus, of Mother Mary and Kuan Yin. It's the age of the feminine ray, the ray of the woman clothed with a sun who brings forth in the earth the divine man-child. The divine man-child is the Christ consciousness of each one. So how did iniquity unwillingly find inhabitation? Because iniquity itself has no volition. It has no volition from God. And so as iniquity came, personified in the fallen angels, 
It resided among the people of earth, as rain in the desert, which means the earth absorbed the iniquity, as dew in a thirsty land, the thirsty land absorbed the vibration of iniquity until it permeated the very atoms of the planetary home. Iniquity is an outlook, a viewpoint of life, a position in life that is distinguished as the exact opposite of the manifestation of the Divine Mother. And that viewpoint dominates philosophy, it dominates moral society, social interchanges to this very day. And we have become very accustomed to this anti-mother way of thinking and anti-mother way of behavior. How many of you are familiar with this teaching from the second book of Adam and Eve? I would like to read it to you because none of us have read it very recently, I would think. And it focuses on the conspiracy of the fallen angels who sat in council and determined as to how they would take the children of the light from the mother. And they did it by the misuse of the sacred fire of the mother in sound and in rhythm and in beat. And they found in the misuse of the light of the mother that they could cause the disassociation of electrons from their atoms and of atoms from molecules, truly the disintegration of a world. And this misuse of the science of sound, the science of vak, the word, is what has caused the sinking of continents and the disintegration of civilization. We have seen that rock music today that goes all the way back to this time, which is a description of a period on Atlantis. Rock music has been with us all of this time and has been the open door to drugs and to all misuses of the sacred fire. So if we would see a turning around of the world, when we have our sessions here in the court and when we have time to decree between lectures, we should really be working with a dweller on the threshold of the last days of Lemuria and the last days of Atlantis, where you see this misuse of the sacred fire and the misuse of the word. So I would like you to see how the fallen ones work and work and work against the children of the light to finally pull them away from the love of the mother. This takes a great deal because there is a tremendous bond between the mother and the children of the light. This was the goal of Satan by the misuse of the science of sound to cause this mingling of the souls of great light. And the seed of Cain lusted after them because they had spent their light and they needed a light transfusion. And by curiosity, by sound itself, which is highly hypnotic and manipulative as you know, you can barely resist a rock beat and rock music if you are in the middle of it. And so it pulls the energy down, 
down to the lower chakras, creates the desire, and then this went on continually, as it says, for an entire year, and they descended. So this is the great tragedy of planet Earth. The mystical interpretation of this is that the holy mountain of God is the crown chakra, and going down into the valley with the Canaanites and with the sons and daughters of Cain is going to the base chakra in the sense of letting that energy and that light drop. So the place of salvation, which is in the middle of the earth, you can see as the heart chakra, the point of the heart chakra, wherever this middle of the earth may be. It is for the restoration of the sons of Jared, who are the descendants of Seth. And Seth is the son which was given to Adam and Eve after Cain slew Abel. And Seth is the great archetypal one who is the Christ and the Christ-bearer. And he was an incarnation of Jesus. And therefore, introduced through him, was the seed of Christ. And yet that seed, that genetic code of the sons of God, was compromised. So we understand that Jesus came to gather the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the house of reality, those souls who were on the mountain and were lost because they allowed themselves to be lured away from God through disobedience. The four o'clock line of disobedience, stubbornness, rebellion, and defiance of the law is the line on which Satan fell, and it is that rebellion that Satan uses and his seed, the seed of Satan, used to this day to take the soul away from the path Lucifer fell on the three o'clock line and his trappings and temptations are more sophisticated because they always appeal to the pride of the individual. Wherever that pride might be focused, they appeal to that pride. So by pride and by rebellion, these are the principal means and ways by which we lose the Tao, we lose the Divine Mother, we lose the Tai, to the mighty I Am Presence. It is the hour for the restoration. Think of how long this has been, at least 12,000 years. Think how the momentum of these children has continued in these ways until they are doing the very same things today that they did at the bottom of the mountain with Cain's children. The habituation of the Misuse of the sacred fire, directing it downward in the temple, in this rock beat, and with drugs, and then with all of the trappings of style and makeup and clothing that is alluring and that adorns the body. You see what has to be reversed and turned around, minimum of 12,000 years momentum engaged in these practices. This is why we need the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because when we accept him, 
He saves us from the pull of the senses and the lusts of the world and the lusts of the eye. He saves us and carries us and provides his electronic presence to seal us from that magnetism. And he delivers us to a holy place such as this, where we can be healed in our souls and in our bodies, learn the path, and use the tools of the path to regain that momentum of light that was lost, that will protect us when once again we will have to face the very same temptations of the fallen one. And this is why the Bible says that Satan must come again in so many hundreds or in a thousand years, depending on how your interpretation of the years in Revelation is. So he comes again, and his seed comes again, because Satan is no more. But they come again because the children of the light who fail the test, who are saved by Jesus, many of them will have to reincarnate to come to the place where they were when they were on the mountain of God, and this time they must say no. And this is the plight of the children of the mother on the earth, and we are here in this interim period to set forth the law and the traditions that are the true traditions of Seth and of Enoch and of Jared and of Noah and Methuselah and Lamech. And it is our desire to see these traditions be continuous generation after generation until the day comes when, in order for them to have their ascension, they must stand, face, and conquer as we are doing today. So you can see how long God sets forth a mighty preparation to save his children and how long-term are his plans and how there is weeping in heaven today because the children of the mother have gone in this way. And there are many, many, many light-bearers among them. Oh, true and sad to say. You know, I think it's probably safe to say that we won't find this kind of content anywhere else. I don't think so. Nor will we find the solution. (laughs) Yes. Which God has given us. So um, after a short break, we'll be back for our final segment. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You 
are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thank you, everyone, for staying with us. Um, as is our want, I think uh, we tend to dip into topics that um, are of great import, you know, for our spiritual well-being. And sometimes there's a certain tone and tenor to the content that can be a little bit uh, depressing, a little bit uh, heavy. So we want to make sure you know that while we're talking about some of these things like fallen angels, we are very hopeful. We know we have tools. We know we have the, the means, the wherewithal to overcome whatever is that we face day to day. Well, we do. And I think, you know, I know I always want to know the truth. I mean, you know, I mean, we don't want to live in a fantasy land, you know. <laughs> I mean, some people live online. It's unreality. We want to be real. We understand the truth of God. And we're mature enough as sons and daughters of God to hear this truth and know that because God has given us the tools to overcome it, it can be overcome. Yes. And so that's where we don't want to be caught up in passivity or I have my own life to lead. I mean, we've been doing that for, <laughs> you know, tens of thousands of years. We know it's time to give a life to God, you know. And, of course, our soul will be victorious if we do, and other souls will be victorious. What we do matters upon this planetary body. We can't just throw up our hands and say, what's the use? There, is tool, there are tools to use, and getting back to the angels. The angels are willing to fight the battle of Armageddon. That's their job, yes. if we will invoke them. Yeah. You know, we don't have to be the judge. God will be the judge. But if we don't invoke the angels, they can't intercede on planet Earth. That's why what we do matters, what we do every single day. We can't just say, well, tomorrow I'll say a prayer for the angels. Today, yeah. now is the hour. There are people in need on this planet. And if you hear news of we just there's a shooting in a school today we heard about, you know, send forth the angels to stand guard at every school where their children of light are every day there can be no violence committed against them. You know, these are the prayers you can make. It gives you purpose, it gives you reason, and you are fulfilling your reason for being. We've got karma to balance, we've got, you know, things to to make up for yep. mistakes. But in the interim, while we're doing that with the violet flame and our service to life, we can be instruments of God. We can be the friend of God and the angels by giving them assignments. And I want to just read you a quote right now, if I can, from St. Germain, because I think this embodies what I'm saying. He said, I beg of you, beloved, if you shall remember one thing from this conference, and this was a conference a number of years ago he gave a dictation at, it must be to remember not to forget, to remember not to forget, not to forget to assign the angels, not forget to send them, to love them, to command them, to illumine them and be illumined by them, not forget, not to forget that you also tend altars of the Most High God. Uh, you know, it's a reminder that this is a joyful livelihood. Yeah. You know, there's not work here. You can call it work, I suppose. It's the work of the ages. It's the work of the Lord. It's the work of the Lord. So people could, uh, while they're either reading their newspaper, the, the physical paper, or uh, something online, they could at every at every story where where it appears to their soul as though there's there's some desperation going on, they can simply stop and say, "Beloved Archangel Michael, take command of this situation yeah. at this school and be specific. Tell yeah. talk about the school and the whatever." And send the, angels of comfort. Send, yeah. Oh, and, right. and you know you don't have to know what is the right and wrong of a situation. Sometimes in politics. You know, it's yeah. pretty blurred. What's right and what's wrong? Right. Well, God knows what's right and wrong. So you don't have to take a stand for the right or the left or whatever. Just say, Archangel Michael, take command of this Congress. Take command of every decision they make. Guide them that they might be in alignment with God's will. You know, and it does not demean the angels to uh, represent or characterize them as tools. You know, we talk a lot about having the violet flame, the science of the spoken word, um, and the you know the other practical tools that we can we can use every day. 
angels are ready and willing to be asked to be directed. It's to be their focused. reason for being. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's their purpose of living. Do it and have it's, fun doing it's it. It's their joy and their service, and they want to help people. So when we make the call and assign them, we let them do what there is their greatest joy. And they see the pain on this planet. They see people in pain. They want to intercede. They want to protect them. But if people have rejected the light and rejected God, they can't. But why don't we make the calls for them? Yes. And that will count. It's like the saints do. The saints make the calls, the prayers for other people. Um, and so, therefore, they allow intercession. And, that is the mercy of God. And it's good karma. And, and I was just <laughs> reading where, uh, it, like, if, uh, if a loved one is going to have surgery, you can call to the angels oh, yeah. to overshadow the, the doctor. And sometimes, we have been told by the Ascended Masters, sometimes the angel itself will do the surgery. <laughs> yeah. How do you like that? And they don't mind if the surgeon gets the credit. <laughs> no. No, praise God. And I'm glad that angel had a scalpel. Yeah, <laughs> I know it. And, you know, and they, they have mundane departments. And, for instance, if you need your room cleaned up or your desk or whatever, you can call to the angels of, uh, you know, of organization. Well, they'll, they'll, they'll help. But you know what? It's the old story, Terry. You know, if you have a flat tire, don't sit in the car, in the car and pray to Archangel Michael to do something about it. Yeah. You've got to get out and change it. You know? yeah, exactly. God, the angels work with us. So I'm not sure they're going to pick up your room, Terry. I mean, you, you can make that call, but you may have to do something, too. Well, you're sitting in yeah. the car and you're going, you know, angels, help me. I've got a flat tire. And they're going to say... Well, call triple A. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but they'll inspire you to do the right things, yeah, right? I mean, they'll say, well, Terry, we've been waiting a long time for that call for your room. So here's what you need to do. Well, they'll clean it up at a spiritual level. Yeah, yeah. right. You yeah. know, they'll purify and, and so the, forth. The dust bunnies are your responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you know, God works and the angels work with those that work themselves. In I other know. words, so this is where we're not passive. I mean, and there's some things, obviously, I can't go to the Ukraine and make a difference there. But I can make the call for the angels to go. They'll yeah. go. And, so, and yet we, we have accountabilities and responsibilities in the physical plane, and the angels have them. So we work as a team. And they are ready for those angels, too. You've seen some of the pictures in, um, the, in Russia of Archangel Michael, these huge gilded statues that are you know, 30, 40 feet tall. Uh-huh. They're into the angels. Yeah. They, yeah, they, they know are. they're there. Um, i g- got to mention this because we've been talking off and on about actually talking with angels. We have a book coming out this fall uh, from Summit University Press entitled Talk with Angels. So I'd like to invite you to make a note of that. Um, Be watching for it. We'll probably have a lot more to say about that as the summer progresses coming into the fall. I believe that the publication month is going to be October. So be looking for that by Elizabeth Clare Prophet titled Talk with Angels. And on the subject of um, plugging books... We have been referring to, in fact, segment three we just heard was excerpted from a lecture on the book of Enoch, The Fallen Angels and the Origins of Evil. So I want to mention two books really quickly to you. Um, One, of course, is that one, which is Fallen Angels and the Origins of Evil. And then the follow-up to that was Fallen Angels Among Us. Both of these are by Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and both are available wherever good books are sold. And also on Amazon, you can go to tsl.org slash bookstore, find them there. But look for Fallen Angels, and you'll see you know, a no, lot of content. It's interesting, Tom, but the Fallen Angels and uh, the Origins of Evil has, for years, been one of our top-selling books. If perennially. People want to know the truth. They yeah. want to try and understand what's going on on this planet. And until you understand the equation of light and darkness and physical embodiment of fallen angels, you can't understand what's going on. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Tom, we're going to have to have another show because, <laughs> because I wanted to touch on these angels that have been assigned to us. And you've got like, you printed out a list of 19 or 20 or how oh, many it's, here. Oh, quite a few. And, and, you know, it'll be so much fun to talk about 
who these angels are, who assigned them to us, mm-hmm. and when they were assigned. Yep. And uh, I think our listeners will be really excited about this. You know, God is very well organized. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of exciting because I don't feel too organized sometimes, but God <laughs> is. The angelic kingdom is organized. And it's, what's amazing to me is how everybody must work together for the victory of God and the victory of the light. It's not God waving his hand and says this or that. His entire kingdom, his, his sons and daughters of God, the angels, we all must work together, the elementals, to secure this victory for the light upon this planet. Yeah. And there's a lot at stake. Oh, there's, Our souls are at stake, and the yeah. souls of wonderful people are at stake. I don't think we can overstate that. I think that the, the, it's critical. And it's God critical. is the doer. That's the thing. You know, we don't go around <laughs> pointing out and say that person's a fallen age or that one. That's up to God. Oh, we, you know, we're not on a witch hunt here, but we see a recognize a vibration because a lot of times the children of the light can also take on the vibration because they follow the fallen angels. Right. So God is the judge. We're not the judge. God is the judge. But light is the alchemical key. As we invoke light upon this planet in the physical plane, as we invoke the presence of the angels and give them authority to act, Things will change on this planet, yeah, indeed. and you can be a part of that if you so choose. Well, Terry, you want, you want to mention just a couple of angels that we can assign? Oh, Maybe I would. Just, just yeah, give us yeah, one or two. Yeah, and, let me uh, see. Okay. Let please me, please let me take just, notes. Um, we've got a gnome. That's, uh, that's of, the, of the elemental kingdom. Yeah. Uh, we've got an angel of justice. Uh, let me see here. We have an angel of faith and blue lightning angels. We have violet flame angels to assign, correct? Yeah, yeah. We've got ten angels from the mighty blue, from the mighty blue eagle, and uh, ten angels apiece from Peace and Aloha, nineteen ninety three. Can I just add one thing? Yeah. Those angels that have been assigned to us will stay with us forever, unless. We send them away. That's right. Unless we align ourselves with things that are not of God, then they won't stay. We have yeah. to maintain. Doesn't mean we can't make mistakes because we all make mistakes. Yeah. But that is the set of our sail. Yeah. And we have to maintain a certain vibration for them to be. be Absolutely. With us. I, th- I think they would rather be around a, a good vibration than a not so good vibration. Yeah. Yeah. Even the angels. Well, <laughs> another hour has just kind of oh flown by, it's vanished. Once again, we do it every week. Um, thank you all for listening to us again. Um, you know, this is a subject we'll be revisiting many times, I'm sure. Um, you can always go to tsl.org and look under the search bar for angels, fallen angels, anything on angels, Archangel Michael, the Archangels. It's all there. We've got a ton of stuff. You'll love it. And in the meantime, we just wanted to say, as we always do, thank you for choosing to join us. This is a show we do that's for you. Really, on, in many respects, if you're not there, we have no reason to be here. So this is our, this is our, uh, our divine labor, if you will. And, contact and we thank us the at, angels for helping us out. Contact us at webradio at tsl.org. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you send a that, comment? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll write we'll you back, we you. promise. Yeah. yeah anyway, so um, before we have uh, totally run out of time here, as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everybody. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.